we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring you guys around me like that. Let me tell you something, Heather. It's the only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I mean, I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host. Matthew McFarland. How you doing, Eddie? It's an early one for us. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> it is early. I'm doing all right. You know what this is. What is it? It's the last time we're going to be together, IRL, for the podcast. I know. At the, in the same place at the same time. Crazy. How do you feel about it? It's yeah, it's going to be different. <laughs> I mean, obviously, but uh, yeah, I'm going to be I'll miss you. I'm going to be missing you. I'll miss you, too. But we'll be checking in weekly. To yeah, talk we're going to have to Bravo. coordinate like time zones and Ugh. schedules and it's going to be so much fun. <laughs> oh, so much fun. I cannot I have wait. to buy equipment. It's just it's going to be a riveting journey for everyone involved. Uh, the It's all going to be great. It's yeah. all going to turn out fine. <laughs> it's all happening. It's all happening. <laughs> so much and more. Yes. I'm no. glad, though, that, you know, in this crazy time of transition and moving and all that stuff, that we're only dealing with the four shows still. Because Salt Lake City is coming, and I know that's going to be a whole lot to cover. Oh, my goodness. That's like in two or three weeks, yeah, right? Yeah, two weeks. The 12th? Yeah. It's like three weeks, I think. But still. Well, still. That's very soon. September 12th. Wow. It's a coming. Can't wait. So, because we saw this week on Roni that it's the season finale next week. Yeah. They have that party and it's, and that's it's it. Done-zo. And then we go into, well, I would say we would go into reunions, but we know for a fact that they, they have have taped not it? taped it yet. Yeah. So what's good? Are we going to have like a break? Well, I have a feeling this week producers and executives at Bravo are really going to be calling the ladies and pushing them to get their shit together and film, namely Ramona Singer. Well, there's because she's the one that's not wanting to film. Well, that's the rumor, but then there's like so many rumors swirling right now in the Roni universe. Oh, that's right, I forgot. They're saying everyone's getting fired except for Ebony and Ramona, and then other sites are saying that Ramona's getting fired. Like everything is everywhere. I don't know who to believe. They said they're doing a virtual reunion. Yes, I heard that as well. Well, we'll we'll have to wait and see. And remind me to at the end of the Roni segment that we do later in the episode to circle back on who we think the next cast should be for next oh, season. Okay, okay, Cause okay. I just, I have some thoughts and I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. So should we start with our Sunday crew? Let's start with Shaw's. Yeah. Let's start with Shaw's. Shaw's of sunset. It was part one of the reunion. Yes. Right? Oh, it was so good. I mean, just it's starting out with MJ and Tommy having a little tiny fight before she leaves the yeah. house, like him refusing to come to the reunion. See, this is why I've always loved the Shaw's reunions is because they show you full behind the scenes. What's going down, what's happening. Well, and I find that with Shaw's between when the season wraps and when they have the reunion, so much changes between these yes. people yes. often so i was very curious to see what the energy was like who was sitting next to whom well Gigi has her guns blazing from the moment she sits down i don't blame her they put her next to mike and i would rage black out too if i was sitting next to him oh He's my gosh that f- was asshole yeah it's it was a slow start i mean paulina is crazy destiny's contact lenses are freaking me out it was a little bit of a slow start but then when 
Gigi said that she wouldn't be friends with MJ if not for their kids. That's when things started to really pick up. Well, Gigi was being like very disrespectful, I thought, to Paulina without Paulina being there. In like the sense that she was like, you need to put a muzzle on her. And I mean, calling her a bitch over and over and over and over again, like Gigi needs to cool it. I don't know why she insists on doing that, but I get why Gigi's so upset with Paulina and with Mike because their stories change all the time. I would be more mad and be more upset with Mike. And actually this is the first time I actually felt like Gigi was holding Mike accountable for the first time since the beginning of the season. Gigi is honestly doing the right thing by being like, okay, these are all the cards on the table. Mike, you have to hold yourself accountable for X, Y, and Z because this is what we're seeing. Yeah. And you can't sit here and tell me one thing when I'm no, when you've shown us something else the whole other season. Yeah. I think, well, and she feels like an, an idiot. She's like, I stuck by you the entire time. I went really hard on Paulina and you're not backing me up. Like, what is the matter with you? And it really blew up in his face. And then, oh my God, I can't, I mean, I can believe it, but I can't believe it that Mike and Paulina are engaged. Okay. That's a crock of shit. Okay. Paulina came out and it seemed like I, it just seemed off when she was like, yeah, everyone says Mike is controlling, but if he was so controlling, I wouldn't be able to wear the dress I'm wearing right now. And, like, I wouldn't be here and be able to talk. And it was just, like, so almost they, felt, like, And rehearsed. they went through this whole convoluted, weird story about they went on vacation and he took care of, of her kids, kids while she got, like, a mani-pedi or something. And it just, because of that, it showed her that he's different than who she thought he was because at the end of the season, again, let's remind everyone she was calling destiny while they were on the trip, telling her that she was done. I'm done with Mike. I'm not, he's, he's talking to other girls again. I'm I can't walking deal with away. This. It's yeah. over the two of them and that crazy back and forth and that hot and cold. Like I can't deal with that anymore. And I don't think anyone else can. I, you know, destiny, I'm really impressed with her because she really went off and was like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to sit here and let Paulina make a fool out of me because I stuck by her. It's like Gigi had that problem with Mike and Dusty had that problem with Paulina. Yes. Uh, friends just feeling like, you know what? I stuck by you and now I'm sitting here with egg on my face. Yeah, exactly. What the hell? And then she goes into Paulina being like, you need to get a prenup. You need to get a prenup to not just protect you, but to protect your kids. Because obviously Paulina's the one with the money. Because even Andy's like, well, who's the prenup to like? I love that protect? he said that. Andy was getting really shady in this reunion. I was like, oh, snap. Well, I love that Andy, my favorite part was when Andy interjected when Mike got upset that, oh, we're just going to sit here and we're going to just like rehash everything and come at me and, and whatever. And Andy's like, no, Mike, the, this is two times now that we've seen you treat your significant other like garbage and it's there's a pattern here so we're talking about the pattern yeah so if you don't want us to talk about that you got to stop behaving this way and that's but he's not going to stop behaving that way i guess he's trying to put on the sack that he has no and they think they're gonna slap a ring on it and call it an engagement and make and it's all gonna go away but like let's be real all the problems are just gonna disappear let's be real when asked if he would choose the show or paulina that that pause was long i was like it's the show he would choose the show that's why no you wouldn't pause if you were like "Mm, no i want to choose her ridiculous yeah there was a little bit for nima 
this episode, but not a lot. There was a little bit for Reza, but not a lot. It was really mostly about. I'm sorry. I think Reza looks so good. He looks. I, think I have to say, so I don't good. like Reza very much, but he looks great. Mike looks. They all look really they, good. Everyone looks so good at this. Everyone period. looked like they all, even Andy, they all looked like they all shared a piece of like a weed Some brownie whoosh. or what something. Is what is it? What is Gigi's brand of weed? It's like called Wusa or something. When. Yeah, when he was like, "You need a wusa," to, yeah, to her when, when she Andy was, said, like, "Everyone needs to wusa." Well, because she was pissed, like, and so was you, Mike. You saw Mike in that vape, like, "Oh, I need to calm that, down." Yeah, he looked maniacal. It was insane. Well, I'm excited to see part two. I th- I have a feeling there'll be a part three as well. Yeah, I feel like this is a heavy reunion. Like, yeah. this is this is really giving us our goodies. And I'm excited. I'm enjoying it. Me too. And Sunday was also great because Potomac was so yes. good. We were in day two of the trip to Williamsburg. Yes. What, what do you think? Well, first of all, I... Giselle is already making herself an enemy of the group at the very she's beginning of the this day. When such she, a villain this season. When she's like, Robin, we need to go have a meeting. We need to go have a meeting up in my room. In the middle of breakfast. Just pick up our shit and go talk about like right everyone else. Like, downstairs. What's wrong with you guys? It was like, really? You're, you're really trying to do this? But then when they're up there and talking, whatever, they're fine. They're on their own. But finding out that Robin has been reached out to by both TJ Maxx and Macy's and has done nothing mm-hmm. to get her hats in those stores blows my mind. But at the same time, I'm like, wow, no, we were all going through that. Like she's definitely depressed where she doesn't want to do anything. And like, yeah, it's like, what's the point of continuing with these deals when who knows when stores are going to open? Who knows if things are going to come back? Sure. She's like sort of in a Sonia situation. Yeah. It's like century 21 all over again. I'm not the biggest fan of Robin. I go back and forth every episode. Hell moment to moment with Robin. And I, you know, go between liking her and not liking her. But in this particular moment, I felt really bad for her. And I am glad that Giselle, just for the audience sake, I'm glad that Giselle pointed out that like so many things are going right for Robin in business and in love, but yet she's still feeling this way. But with that said, Giselle was not like compassionate or kind or helpful. She was very harsh, very brash. I, didn't think she gave Robin any helpful, anything helpful uh, in terms of advice. I, I, what kind of friend are you being Giselle? Well, I think Giselle is just so caught up in like her own situations and like the drama in her head and the whole thing with Karen and like the way she has to present herself. I think she's going through it. I don't know. She's oh no, it's really so sad and so clear and so textbook of Giselle that, She's so unhappy in her own life and so unhappy with Jamal and is so unwilling and unable to face it all that she's going to deflect and take it out on everybody else. But if she keeps doing that, it's not going to look like it's already not looking good for her and it's going to just continue getting worse. Well, speaking of looking ridiculous, uh, the water aerobics. Yeah. Okay. So what I, these were not water. What does Giselle have time to learn how to do any of this? She's not, she didn't learn anything because she's not doing anything. She just bought the equipment and just said, let's just bounce around in the pool. She was like, I, this is what I do when I work (laughs) out in the pool, which is just swim in the pool with floaters and then with floaters in the pool. I don't get it. I mean, water aerobics, you're really doing stuff. Well, and remember we caught Olympic, synchronized no it's it's not it's not called synchronized swimming anymore it's called um it's called artistic swimming artistic swimming yeah artistic swimming and synchronized artistic swimming 
I mean, I that what those women do is insane. The intricate choreography, the speed, the what they have to do under the water to keep them uh, just uh, unbelievable. Well, yeah, because they literally have to keep just like jetty. This themselves. was not that. What we were oh, watching yeah. on Potomac was not that. No, we were watching a wade pool that they were just kicking their feet in and having a good time. Just waiting for the arrival of Ashley, who's coming for like the day, right? She only came for she a little bit. was in there and out in and out so quick. She was like, I'm coming to say hello. I've got babies and I'm leaving. Yeah. What I love about Ashley this season is that she's still her crazy, you know, like shit stirring self. But she's just like now that she's like had a baby and she's just like living like in this and she's basking in this like like motherly womanly glow. She's just like this calm, cool, collected, just like, hi, I'm here. And she just trots over to one group, takes a grenade, just drops it. And then walks over to another group, just takes a grenade, drops it. But just does it like so calmly and just so chill. And then when she's had enough, she goes, okay, I'm gone. It seemed, yeah. I'm going. It seems like within the first like, what, like 30 minutes of her being there, first hour, she had a full conversation with Karen about Giselle and then had a full conversation with Giselle about Karen. And it's like, okay, I've gotten all my ammo for those grenades. Yeah. And I'm ready to attack. Yeah. Ashley didn't believe Karen. When Karen said that, you know, Giselle came after everyone and it was really harsh and everyone felt pretty bad about it. So then she brings it to this lunch. Everyone kind of calls Giselle out. And no, and then Ashley comes to Giselle's defense and she wasn't even there the night before. That's what kills me. It's like, Ashley, you weren't even fucking there and you're defending Giselle. And it's like, I don't think that's what it was, Wendy. I don't think that's how you should take it. I don't think that's how all of you should be receiving that. It's like. You weren't even there. Yeah, it's like... What are you, you doing? You don't understand how Giselle made Wendy feel. You don't understand what the situation was. Yeah. And she's just like full like, oh yeah, no, I'm on Giselle's side. I'm just trying to stir this pot even yeah. more. I love Candace, by the way. Throughout this episode, every time I would say something, Candace would pop on to a confessional and would say the same thing. And this was the beginning of that. When I would say like, Ashley, what are you doing that's so messy? You weren't even there. Candace would be like, why are these women trying to test Wendy? Why are these women trying to get in Wendy's grill about her new boobs and her new like look and her new persona. It doesn't make any sense to me. I love Candace. She and I share a brain. No, I feel like there was one or two moments where it was almost verbatim. What you said was what was said on the episode. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Okay. Candace is in the room with me watching this episode. Yeah. And of course now everyone's like tensions are high. Nothing really gets resolved. And what are we going to do? We're going to go drink whiskey. Like stupid. I was living for how drunk these ladies got. Robin was on one. Ashley was on one. I loved them calling the guy Mr. Copperpot. Oh, and when, when he made that stupid joke about friendships, everyone was like, friendships. Okay, I was like, that is one of the oldest cheers in the book. And I'm telling you, that I learned that one and another one in the same night. And I use the other cheers more when I do like shots or drinks or whatever. And it's, it's this. It's oh God. staying single. Scene double and F and triple. And that's what that's. The oh, that is so something you would do for it a was cheers. So great. It was so great. I learned that one in the friendships cheer the same night, but it was also great. Just the juxtaposition of like talking about friendships and cheering to friendships. And then Ashley and Wendy outside talking about Eddie and the rumors. Like this whole <laughs> thing was so unbelievably messy. And I'm glad that Wendy stood, stood up for herself well, because if, Giselle really cared about Wendy and cared about Eddie. A, she wouldn't bring any of this up on the show, any of that bullshit on the reality T blog. She wouldn't bring it up on the show. She'd pull Wendy aside privately and go, Hey girl, I saw this. Have you seen it? 
Do you want us to do anything about it? Case closed. And that would be it. Yeah. And if Ashley actually cared, she would go up to Wendy and have said, hey, listen, I've been through it before. We're, we're on the show and something comes out about my husband on a blog or something. And I appreciated it in the past when the women came to me and just asked me about it and asked me if I knew about it and if I wanted anything done about it. So I'm doing the same for you. How do you feel? That wasn't done at all. No. Ashley and Giselle handled this so messily. And this whole big fucking blowout fight at the end of this episode is just insane. Well, I just loved Wendy first when Ashley comes up being like, she's like, girl, what? No. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Not <laughs> yeah. right now. Like, she's like, oh, I don't, I don't want to do this. Come on. And then she walks out and they're asking Giselle, like, what's that? She's like, I don't know. You know, Ashley's leaving. She just needs to say what she needs to say. And Ashley leaves. Wendy comes back in and is like, okay, Giselle, like things are up and they just all go at it. And she is going so hard and is basically being like, I'm going to physically like drop you right now. Like if you want to bop, let's go. I don't know if you ever saw that video when you were younger. Do you remember that? Did you ever watch that one? No, I don't think so. Oh, it's a great one. It's <laughs> so one of my favorites. If you want to bop, let's go. I just thought Wendy handled that beautifully because here's what we can't say. We're on a TV show, right? And these stupid things on blogs come out all the time about all of us. And we don't talk about them or bring them up because we know that they're BS. Yeah. So what I can't say right now, because there are cameras pointed at me, Giselle, is that you brought this up on the show on purpose to start shit with me. And I don't know why. It's not about me and my new look and my new boobs and my new butt and my new lifestyle and my new whatever. You want so badly to deflect from your bullshit with Jamal that you're going to bring this up and make this messy, but we're not going to do that. And I'm calling you out right now. And all that stuff with Monique that happened last year, I'm not condoning what she did, but like, I see you now because I now know what she was talking about when you're talking about her and her husband. It just was all so amazing. I love that she left the room. She came back. It was just phenomenal. It was great. I'm I'm really loving kind of the divisions being drawn this season. I mean, it started kind of with this just selling Karen thing, but now like with Wendy thrown in the mix. And then, I mean, we've got the new Candace, icon again, queen. is my favorite, favorite girl this well, season. New new icon queen, Escala, is in there. Um, She's killing playing it. both sides, talking to everyone, and she's just working in and out. And I'm like, wow, this woman is making plays and from the get-go. Her takes are phenomenal. I She's amazing. She did post a photo. She is getting a confessional, so we will see her in her confessional okay, very good, soon. Okay, good, because I think she'd be really good in the confessional I think she's going to be great. <laughs> I think she's going to be great, so stay tuned for that. But the best, I think the best part of the entire fight between Wendy and Giselle at the end and kind of everyone, Robin piping in and just being like, well, what were they talking about? Like, what is the rumor, Wendy? Like, she's like, your friend will tell you. I was like, don't be messy, Robin. But the best so part messy. was when <laughs> Mr. Copperpots comes out at the end, he's like, Okay, guys, thank you. Bye. Like, he was there the entire time. The whole time. The whole time. I was like, oh my gosh, this poor man. Yeah. I thought Mia held her own during that little discussion. I thought Robin looked like a moron. It just, I don't know. It was a great little dynamic, a great fight. I'm excited for next week. It's going to be great. I honestly feel like this season might be not a great season for the Green Eyed Bandits. Oh, yes. I feel like they are really painting themselves. Well, the because life. they live in really big glass houses and they're throwing a lot of stones. Yeah. So they need to cut that out or the reunion's going to be kind of everyone versus the two of them. Well, I'm glad I'm glad Wendy survived and made it home to Idris Elba waiting for her. Oh, so. my God. Okay. Yeah. I love Eddie. Eddie's great, but he does not look like Idris Elba. 
you're coming for my man who looks like Idris <laughs> Elba. Like, I love that she feels that way about him, but come on. All right. Well, I'm excited for more Potomac. It's getting really good. I love that we are going to see Candace's music video be made that we watched, which was oh, that's going to be incredible great. in itself. I cannot wait for that. But yeah. Okay, let's get into Roni. Are you down? Yes. Because you're going to be going to Roni soon. Oh my gosh. Can't wait to see my ladies again. We're all going to grab drinks. Yeah, are you? Who are you going to see first? Who Sonia, are, of course. Of course. Of I course. was going to say, well, who else would Although, you Although, hopefully, you know, if I had seen her during this episode, she would have had COVID and we would have been in quarantine. This was such a weird episode where we started at one point and then we traveled four weeks into the future. Yeah, it was very... It was a little wild. It was very weird. I was like, okay. Um, but their month is gone. I want to just say, I probably like many other in the Bravo verse. I know you as well have formed a deep affection and crush for David, Leah's brother. He's really he's very handsome. Like, yeah. He's got like an Adam driver thing going on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see what you're saying. I'm very into it. Yes. We love, we love him. But I also loved her whole family. I getting together for what they were, they were doing their own Shabbat or was that just dinner? That was just like- dinner. And you know, Leah, it was a typical Leah versus her mom. Leah's mom, not supporting her and her endeavors. Leah talking about her and the limelight and the tunnel and the nineties rave scene, which was hilarious. Well, She was like, I would rather have done that than well, cause her mother, your life. yeah. Cause her mother is like, no, you lost all those years. You lost all that time. Like that's life wasted. That's life lost. She's like, um, I had a great fucking yeah. adolescence. So I don't know what you're talking about. See, that's the thing is I always think about is like, what opportunities do you miss when you say no? <laughs> oh my god what a stupid thing is this my year of yes you shut the <laughs> fuck up i hate you also speaking of which leah writing an anti-self-help self-help book. okay okay this book she's describing is literally stassi's book like oh my this- gosh yes it is basic right yeah yes. basic af or whatever the yes, book was or called. whatever it was yeah this is Literally the same book where it's like, oh, I shouldn't be giving you advice on how to live your life because I'm such a crazy person. But like, here's the advice I'm giving you. I know. Harper Collins, we love you. Sometimes, you. sometimes you hit it or sometimes you miss it. But then after all of this Leah family drama, we fast forward four weeks past Sonia's COVID diagnosis and a lot has happened. Like they casually start with Ebony's news, which is that she found her father. Which I was not expecting at all. I really wasn't. I was expecting her to kind of hit dead end after dead end, but she found him. That woman, that genetic detective, we gotta like, love call her. her. If you need something, y'all, call her and she'll find your family member for you. I guess, yeah, it was like, uh, what is it called? 24 and me? 23. 20- 23, <laughs> my dear. 23. Good try, though. I'm so happy that Ebony found her father. And that she has two sisters and they have kids and the family welcomed her in. And, and it's this just is like perfect so timing for her because she's lost family this year. Yes. She's felt very alone and very lost herself. And I think this is what the universe was ready to deliver to her. Before we go back to the Hamptons, to Ramona's for what appears to be some sort of Galentine's something or other that Ramona organized, I'm already afraid. Sonia and... Luann are on the phone packing. <gasps> yes. And Sonia, God bless her, doesn't hang up the phone when they hang up. 
and starts launching into this thing about how, God, I love that Luann. I wish I wasn't such a bitch to her. Which, honestly, the sentiment is so nice. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's I wish I didn't talk so much shit about my friend because she really is a great girl. And Luann, of course, like, hears this because Sonia doesn't really hang up the phone. And Luann takes it the wrong way. And uh, I knew that Luann, once we got to the Hamptons, was going to use it as a, a point to, like, stick to be like, come with on, yeah. Sonia. No, for sure. But then we all, you know, we hop on a bus or we find a plane a train an automobile and we get back to the hamptons i'm just love that because of covid we're just constantly taking trips to the hamptons <laughs> i love it too and i was loving the ladies in this little van what was it it was leah sonia and ebony i like this little crew a little bit i feel like when leah's with sonia and ebony it kind of diffuses her yeah well because, because she's not as like hyped yeah I feel like she needs to be away from ramona well yeah because i love that we we were watching that and then cut to luann and Ramona again going after Sonia Luann trying to make what Sonia said seem like she was mean and nasty like she was drunk in the middle of the day which like to be fair there have been moments every now and then where Sonia is at home talking to her assistants and it does seem like Sonia's been a little overserved or she had maybe a cocktail with an antidepressant who knows anyway but this is not one of those moments Luann trying to color it like a drunken slur stupor where she was going Can't after her. To turn off her phone. Yeah, and like starts talking about BS. And again, Ramona's salivating, loving this because again, it deflects, it takes the heat off of her, and she goes, "Okay, we gotta talk to her. We gotta do something about it." It just, it was ridiculous. I, I like, yeah, I agree with you. I like Sonia with Louis, uh, Leah and Ebony. Just a better fit. Well, Leah's also like chill with Ramona this episode, which is good because she's gonna be playing her at the identity swap dinner. And it looks like Ramona's going to be playing Leah. I love all the switches of these people and who they're being. I think it's going to be so much fun. Yeah. But before they do that, they do... Pajamas and crystals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? Cheap pajamas was, and crystals. It was just so bizarre. And they they end up playing a game that Luann has surprised everyone with, which kiss, is... Kiss Harry Dubin. It's, put, it's like pin the lips on Harry Dubin. Yeah, pin the kiss on Harry Dubin. It was <laughs> bizarre. Sonia's really offended by this, and I guess I kind of get it because he's my ex-boyfriend who cheated on me and fucked all my friends. Yeah, they dated like 30 years ago. He's just this sleaze ball of New York City who just literally sleeps with all of her friends as well, and he keeps showing up. And it's not great because Ramona like actively reaches out to him and talks to him. And it's hilarious because it's what Valentine's weekend. Yeah. And they play this stupid game. And Luann knows that Sonia can when it comes to men. Sonia's never going to get far enough away from any of them to feel good about any of them from Tom to Harry Dubin to her freaking ex-husband. Yeah. Like she's never going to feel good about any of them. So just don't poke the bear. Don't start that stuff. Well, and then Harry Dubin calls Ramona. <laughs> he's calling her. Cause and he like, wants some Punani. Yeah. He's like, it's Valentine's weekend. Watch one of my ladies. Yeah. Call Cause you know, get? that Ramona has, is secretly sleeping with him whenever she can. Yeah. He doesn't mind. But, uh, I'm excited for the end of this season. I Okay, so now that we're nearing the end of the season and we're going to hopefully have a reunion, I just wanted to get your thoughts because we've talked about this with friends this week. We've It's been talked about in other podcasts that we listen to. I kind of just want to get your take on who we think is going to come back next season. Oh. Or who we would like to see next season. This is sort of what I would like to see. I would like to see in an ideal world, I think Ramona needs to go. I think Luann could become a friend of. Mm-hmm. I think we could keep Sonia and Ebony. 
And I think, honestly, I think we could get rid of Leah. I like Leah, but Leah, I think, only thrives in a very specific group of New York housewives. So let's say we get rid of Leah, we get rid of Ramona, we keep Ebony, and we keep Sonia, and then Luann stays a friend of. I would like to bring back the following. Bethany, Tinsley, and Dorinda. And then I would like to bring in one brand new girl. I think I think that's a great idea. So what is that? That's new girl, Bethany, Tinsley, Dorinda, Sonia, Ebony. Six. Six. That's that's fine. And then Luann's a friend of. I'm honestly okay with that. Five is too little. We need at least six women. So I would like to bring in a new girl and maybe two new girls. Oh, also, I actually wouldn't mind a Jill Zarin because maybe now's the time that post-pandemic Bethany and Jill can maybe make up finally. Well, I think, I think what they're doing... And this is just me being conspiracy theorist Eddie for you're just, Bravoverse. You're speculating. Yes. I think what they're doing with this rumored season two of that All-Stars where it's like Dorinda and, you know, Phaedra and Jill Zara and everyone. I think that's a test. I think it's a test screening of all of those former housewives to see who's like everyone still has heavy interest in to kind uh-huh. of to kind of gauge who they're going to bring back. That makes that a lot of their sense. season. That makes a lot because of sense. I feel like if people are like super hyped on Jill Zara and they're like, OK, well, let's put her back in New York. People are like stoked about seeing her on this and she does really well on this show. Yeah. We'll see the, the poll. And I think that could happen with all the ladies. And I think all the ladies on that season from Taylor Armstrong mm-hmm. to Brandy Glanville, mm-hmm. they all have comeback potential. They have redemption stories. They do. They all, they all do. They all do. I'm excited for next week. I'm excited for the finale. And everyone put out in the universe that we're going to get a reunion because right now it's TBD. Tibida. Tibida. Should we finale with Rubahu? That was rough. Yeah, was it? It Sorry. was really. I tried to do something different. You want to just wrap it up with uh, Beverly Hills? Yes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> for, the, for those who didn't understand what he had just said. I always love seeing Rena's daughters with her. I just, it brings me so much joy. I, I know people do not like Rena. I understand. I get it. We've all, we've all been there, but deep down I love Rena. When we see her, I am a Rena. Yeah. And when we see her in these moments, it's really nice. Like, Oh, you know what? Her and her daughters in her garage looking at dresses. It's like, you know what? She's actually normal and not, you know, a huge pain in the ass all the time. She's not crazy. Like she's, She's just a normal mom from the burbs in the valley. Yeah. Giving her dresses back to her daughters. Yeah. But her dresses happen to be an Alaya. Very yeah. important designer. For uh, those who don't know. Oh my God. Do you remember that clueless quote? No, you don't understand. This is an Alaya uh, and a what It's like a totally important designer. And I will totally shoot you in the head. It was great. It was a great throwback. It was a great throwback. But it was so bizarre that this episode in terms of time this was three weeks after last week. So last week when they had that dinner party where it was Sutton and Dorit and Garcelle versus Erica versus the whole table, three weeks have passed. So we're now in like mid January around Kyle's birthday. So I think, I think this is what happened. And I thought it was because Sonia was COVID positive that they had the break on Roni, but I think Roni and Beverly Hills took a break for the holiday season. So that I think makes this sense. is like after, you know, Christmas after, New Year's. Yeah, we're catching Erica in a pink jumpsuit vacuuming, which I really loved. It made me feel close to her. Because you are a cleaner. (laughs) Because I am a cleaner. You, like, let there be a dish in the sink. Let there (laughs) be a single dish in the sink. It's gone. Uh, And, you know, 
I don't know. Every time Erica talks about her the cheating and her finances, I don't know. I, I, I just was sitting here thinking, God, she's had three weeks now to sit at home and think about her story and talk to her lawyer and really clear up like what exactly she is allowed to say and what she's not allowed to say. I, again, I, I'm holding out hope for her, but I just feel like things are not looking good. I did love her calling out Sutton for the whole, what will the neighbors think attitude? Cause again, I think you can take the position of, I want to support you as a friend, but I want to make sure that everything is above board with you and like things didn't go wrong. And I, whatever, but to have the, what will the neighbors think? My reputation, like, I don't want to be scandalized. Like, that is what I have a problem with. And I'm glad that Erica's calling Sutton out for it. No, I think she really is kind of feels even more betrayed by that because, yeah, Beverly Hills is a small town, but it's not like a small town. It's Los Angeles. Like, this is this is not like, oh, she's attached. She did this with her. She's in on the gig. No, like, it's like all it's the women in Salt separate. Lake being, you know, in on Jen because of Jen Shaw. It's like, no, that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. So I'm glad Erica did that as well. This cheating thing, I don't know. It seems like very, like, a, like this story is very, like, you know, you, I was tipped off by Yolanda. Again, they're name dropping Yolanda and David. But like, that means it was all this time ago. And she was saying, oh, and that's when I started to really work hard to make my own money. But then not to leave him, but just to be self-sufficient. To, it's like, no, girl, it's like you knew at that point that your future could be anything. Like, he could leave you. He could die any minute because he's much older than you i don't know you just i think you just saw it was one of those moments in your life when you were like oh i should just make sure that i've got my own no just be honest about it just be real yeah but you know again i love her but i'm just like oh what's happening to you what's going on with you well the drama continues at lisa renna's renna beauty party which is great well i was shocked that in normal time she said she would host two to three parties a week she really is house. a ho- uh, oh host. She's like, that's what she does a lot. Like that would be a dream life where literally your life is just hosting party, like two to three parties. And, a but week. I feel like she'd be so good at it. Like she has such a calming presence and she's so good and she said at the organizing and yeah. all of that is like what she, it, she needs to scratch. And it's like, girl, I feel it. I would love to do that. Um, by the way, did you love, I loved, I mean, you know me, I'm on a death becomes her kick right now. Cause I, I just yeah. saw the movie and I fucked it. I just loved Here we it go again. But, did Sutton not look like Meryl Streep in Death Becomes Her? She did. In her confessional. She I did. loved it. Literally, the moment it came on, I was like, oh, that sutty buddy butthole. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, <laughs> what was that? So this is like, th- it actually made me laugh. What was that? It made me Please laugh. Please unhappy. I like, think she made that up herself. I think that's her own name for the drink. Like, I it's a vodka slammer, right? Or like a, t- a, a sl- was, Yeah. I, I tried to look it up. A slammer is liquor and I think wine or a sparkling drink, right? So I know I have no idea. Well, they call the bartender called it a vodka slammer, and she called it a study buddy butthole. Study buddy butthole. I I just have to laugh because <laughs> I so I used to like make drinks, so like I, you know, would hang out with Red Bull a bunch because my friend right used to work for Red Bull. Shout out Chan, and I one time I mixed champagne and the blue blueberry Red Bull. Ugh, it was so good. Don't don't do. And instead of a mimosa, I was like, oh, this is my version of a mimosa. It's called the Eddie. And so I would go places, oh but it was Lord. actually a real uh, thing. But I would like try to make it called the Eddie. Never, it never caught on. But I can't imagine why. I was really disappointed. But I really liked this party. I loved all the drinks that they had made for the party. Very cute. No apologies. Um, no apologies, which was what Erica took. And let me tell you, that was telling. I wrote in my notes, 
Kathy looks great. Kyle looks great. Erica looks great. Like as people were walking in, I was like, wow, everyone looks amazing. They really look phenomenal. And you know what? Speaking of which, Kyle, every single entrance this episode, I was taken aback by how great she looked. I just think she looks fresh as a daisy. But lots of fights at this lunch. Dorit versus Garcelle. We had Erica versus Sutton. It just, it was a hot mess going on. Yeah. I, first of all, this Garcelle versus Dorit thing. I with Garcelle, I'm like, Dorit, what the hell? Like, girl, please. Like this seems so extra and so pointless. Like I, Dorit is just trying to stay relevant almost. I agree. I, I love Dorit, especially this season, but Dorit could have been like, Garcelle, I didn't really appreciate when you said X, Y, and Z. And I don't know where it came from, but it just hurt my feelings. And I just want to know, like, if you want to tell me what, where that's, where that's coming from. It just, but the way she came about it, put Garcelle on the defensive and then Garcelle was like snarky back, which I didn't blame her. And then it turned into everyone being like, well, Dorit, you do talk too much. And we've all had issues with you about this And then Dorit, which was hilarious. And then for Dorit to try and, you know, tie Kyle to the Palm Springs Erica thing to what's going on now. I agree with uh, Garcelle. I've been like, fuck you. I'm getting up and I'm walking out. If you want to have a real conversation, let's do that. But you didn't come to the table like that. You came snarky and ready to like get me on camera. You know, it's just like Garcelle's like, I see you. We see each each other. other, Truly. (laughs) But then, then I think I can't remember what the conversation they were moving into, but then that, Erica starts talking about something and then totally comes for Sutton and attacks Sutton for being like, well, and you know, if you don't want to know me because you're from small town, whatever kind of situation and Sutton's jaw just drops, which mine did too. But I was like, this is great. And Erica goes after her and says this whole thing. And how does Sutton respond? She just laughs out loud at the table, which I was impressed. I'm like, that's the best thing you could have done in that moment. Sutton. I mean, because it's honestly, first of all, it came out of nowhere. And if someone had done that to me and like was bringing up something, I that think I had Sutton's voice said, was just going to send Erica. So Sutton could have been like, I'll have the shrimp cocktail. And Erica would have been like, well, you know what? Like she just was ready to go for her. Oh, well, it was Sutton because Sutton was trying to say what was said between Crystal Garcelle and was not heard Erica. by. Yeah. yeah what was said by Erica was not heard by Garcelle and was trying to get in there. And Erica, and Erica was like, was no, like, no, 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 that's not what was said. I but, will come for you. But what you said Meanwhile, was, Kathy's in the corner just like putting on lipstick. Yeah, that killed me later when Kathy and Kyle are at Kathy's house. And she's like, yeah, and Garcelle said this. And Kathy's like, when did Garcelle say that? And she's like, oh, you're probably putting your lipstick on. Kathy would keep up her Christmas decorations well into January. She well, is that woman. Well, they're waiting for Paris to get home. So yeah, that they but can even celebrate. so, I feel like she would. You know, I, was, I have I a feeling. Like, I feel like you would. By the way, did you notice... When they go into Kathy's sitting room, it's like we went back in time. We are in the 1970s 100%. at her at her mom's house. That's exactly. TV what I trays. It was wild. All the little like trinkets <laughs> and everything. So cute. I, I think she made that room. I think this is a thing that rich people do. And I'm just throwing it out there. I think this is the thing. Like when you have big houses like that where you have so many like bedrooms and offices and you make parlors. a comfort room for yourself. Yeah, you make rooms designed like for things. So that's her room that's like this is Kyle, I'm bringing you into this room that reminds us of our childhood while we have this childhood talk. The TV trays the f- sent me. This, like, <laughs> fancy, like, I think it was, like, just tuna and crackers, honestly, what they yes, had it on was. their plate. Like, it wasn't anything, Brought like, to them, like, served to them. And, like, balls on, on these TV trays. It 
It's so Kathy Hilton. So Kathy Hilton. Which wait, okay, oh, wait a second. Okay. Bravo buried the lead so hard this episode. Why did we not get the lipstick reader full on? Why was oh, that not yeah. why was that a flashback? Yeah, so we got a flashback of the of a lipstick, basically like like a palm reader, but for lips. That was talking about Kathy and <laughs> Kyle and who they are. Wait, and I was what did like, she I, say about her mom? She was like, wait, Kyle, stay don't, out of it or yeah, something. Don't, don't make your mother angry or something. It or- was wild. I was like, why did we not get a full scene of this? I There's got to be a bonus scene out there that I can watch. I think that she said or did something that pissed someone off and they didn't want to air it. Or oh, I don't know. She's like, oh, Erica, from your lips, I can tell that you are, are a liar and there's a lot of <laughs> yeah. un- untruths. Oh, I can tell. Um, Yeah, you did know everything about Tom and you did know everything about the fraud. Oh, damn. But this was, you know, the wrap up of the episode was sort of the first real like serious uh, note that we got between Kathy and Kyle about why they haven't been talking uh, all this time these past 10 years between Mauricio starting his own company in real estate to the American woman of it all. It was eye-opening, and I think it was good for them just to hash what remains there so that they can continue to you know move forward and grow with each other because I love when they're good, and I think they like when they're good with each other too. Yeah, I understand where Kathy was coming from being like, you know, if you're going to make a show about our family, the family should be included, and I felt like I wasn't included. Yeah. But, you know she didn't need to be as aggressive as she was. I think it was not being included. Plus Mauricio stealing clients from the Hiltons and that whole situation when he broke away from the company and started the agency. If you don't know that story, Google it, Google it because that was the source of the problems between the Hiltons and the Richards, Umansky, whatever for a while. But no, it was nice to see that scene where it was Mauricio sitting with Kyle and he was just like, it was great to talk with Kathy and hang out with Mr. Hilton. <laughs> Rick. His name's Rick. Yeah. Hang out with Rick Hilton. Mr. Kathy Hilton. Mr. Kathy Hilton, of course. <laughs> and he seemed almost emotional about it because they really have been through the ringer with this family. Absolutely. So it's good to see everyone connected. Seeing Kathy break down in the confessional, I started crying. Yeah, like what do you regret most? Like all the time and that they missed. She is in my eyes. They can't get sisters. it back. It will, you know, and I think that's why I'm, I think that's why Kyle still has a little more time left on the show because we need to see a true Richard sister like reconciliation reunion unfold on TV. I mean, I want that. So I have loved doing these with you in person. Oh my God. I hate but this. For, I don't like this. For now, we're going to have to do these across a computer screen and uh, we're going to figure it out. It's going to be crazy and weird and mm. new, but you I've enjoyed this. So real. This is, this is the first serious moment between Kathy and Kyle, <laughs> all, Kathy season. And Kyle all season. The time. Uh, yeah. What are we missing? Yeah, the time. The time. <laughs> Uh, but I love you, buddy. And I'm excited to continue to do these, but in a different way, in a different format. And we have some new ideas coming down the pike, y'all. So get ready to... Yeah, we've been brainstorming. Yeah, get ready to hear some new stuff from us. And if you guys aren't already subscribed, make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes. Or- I Should I have said, like, oh, I would I enjoy doing this with you, too? <laughs> 
I mean, only if you feel that way, bitch. I do. I do. It's been great doing this with you as well. Great. And we will continue to do so. We will. I'm not going. I mean, I'm going somewhere. You are going somewhere. Not from this hot and bravoed landscape. No. No. But yeah, subscribe wherever you're listening. (laughs) And follow on social media if you're on it, at hot and bravoed. Things might be coming there too. I know we keep saying that, but we really are going to do it. We'll hopefully have a little bit more free time. Yeah, it's a time of change and regrouping. Yeah. Things might be things might be happening. Yeah. There's more to come. We love you guys. Have a great week. Talk to you next time. Bye.